Good evening and welcome to BCFM 93.2. It's myself, Pat Hart. And I'm Paul Davis is here. Hello. Um, we're going to be taking your calls today on Bristol 911-3307. That's 0117-911-3307. Uh, we'll take your WhatsApp messages on 07501. 820075 your email studio at bcfmradio.com or you can text us old school 60777 start your message with bcfm we're going to talk England but we're going to talk about racial abuse this is the show it was the Euro 2020 show it's kind of turned into something else now before we move on and I'm, I'm literally going to say 15 seconds Paul sum up the game on Sunday night if you can just thoughts Okay, well, basically, it, yeah, sorry, Pat. Yeah, it was a roller coaster of a game. England dominated the first half, but stopped playing football the second half, and Italy came back stronger and uh, deservedly won the game, although it was disappointing that it went to penalties. Okay, thank you. Wow, you kept it brief for the first time ever. ever. Uh, <laughs> ammo. Yeah, for me, the, the, I got a slightly different view on the game. So when I seen the team sheet straight away, I was not happy. I thought if we're going to win this game, we need to be using the players. What f- what finalised it for me was seeing um, the two def- uh, two two of our best players come in on the pitch in, with a minute to go after injury time in extra time to come on and take penalties, and that sort of like sank my heart because they should have been playing, and maybe that would have stopped us going to penalties. Who knows? But I was disappointed as everybody else was. Okay. Well, many of us will know what happened after the game. England captain Harry Kane has told those who racially targeted some of England's players after the final, we don't want you, while boss Gareth Southgate described the abuse as unforgivable. Marcus Rashford, Jadon Sancho and Bukayo Saka were all subjected to abusive posts in the wake of their missed penalties in the shootout. Now, figures within the sport from the government and even the Duke of Cambridge were united in their condemnation for the abuse. And three-line captain Harry Kane said on Twitter, three lads who were brilliant all summer had the courage to step up and take a pen when the stakes were high. They deserve support and backing, not the vile racist abuse they've had since last night. If you abuse anyone on social media, you're not an England fan. And we don't want you. England boss Southgate said at the press conference on Monday morning, for some of them to be abused is unforgivable. I know a lot of that has come from abroad. Uh, People who track those things have been able to explain that. But it's just not what we stand for. We've been a beacon of light in bringing people together, in people being able to relate to the national team. And the national team stands for everybody. And so that togetherness has to continue. We've shown the power our country has when it does come together and that energy and positivity together. We heal together as a team now and we're there for them. And I know that 99% of the public will be as well. Uh, Many other footballers, Jude Bellingham, labelled the abuse as hurtful but not surprising and insisted he would never get bored of saying that more needs to be done. Defender Rhys James posted, we learn more about the society when we lose far more than we learn when we win. That's a good point. Yeah. And Calvin Phillips, who started every match for England, added, absolutely disgusted at the unnecessary racist abuse I've seen online directed at my teammates. Nothing but love and respect for my brothers for their 
courage. Uh, Arsenal released a statement talking about Saka uh, and saying how much they respect him and are welcoming welcoming him back to uh, training. The Duke, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge tweeted, "I'm sickened by the racist abuse aimed at England players after last night's match. It's totally unacceptable that players have to endure this abhorrent behaviour. It must stop now, and all those involved should be held accountable." And Gary Lineker booing and racially abusing the fine young men that play for our country and have given us so much pleasure and joy over the last month is not being an England fan. That goes for the pathetic fighting at the ground too. It's a minority, but it's a loud one and it's embarrassing. Uh, Earlier this morning, our mayor, Marvin Rees, was interviewed on the One Love Breakfast and here were some of his thoughts on this issue. Yes, I've I've just written about this actually, Pat. I, I... I, I, I shared that as soon as the penalty started going on, I was like, oh, I, I, there was something in my mind that says, well, what happens if uh, one of the black players takes a penalty yeah. and misses? And, and that was off the back of the fact that the conversation about race and belonging and nationalism have been, have been, you know, you know, in and around football the whole Euros since the very beginning. Yeah. And remember, we can't really understand football without understanding the context within which football is taking place. What football means to us is not just about what happens on the pitch. Right? It's all the politics and all the meaning we draw from it and invest in it. You know, around that. So I was concerned from the beginning, and and it just unrolled in front of my eyes. It was you. You couldn't have had a you know more you know bigger door opening to that that kind of racism. Two white players score, and three black players miss. And as each one steps up, I was like, oh no, do I really want to take responsibility? Yeah. Uh, you know, and it obviously uh, uh, got bigger and bigger. But again, it, it fit within a context, and and. I think maybe the saddest thing for many uh, for many people, it, it, well, there's two big sad there's two sad things. One is it wasn't a surprise to many of us. We knew this was a danger. We knew it would come. Yeah. And the other thing is the number of people that seem to suggest it was a surprise. Like, what planet have you been on? <laughs> where, where have you been mm. uh, to, to think that uh, we'd gone past this? Um, but I, what I said, Pat, sorry, I don't want to be yeah. too long. But if I just say this, what I said, this is a learning moment. What, what we cannot afford to do in a situation like this is allow this to be um, described as the mindless act of a few hate, you know, hateful people or the hateful acts of a few mindless people. Because it, it, they, we have to ask a deeper question to what extent this is actually attached to something deeper in the British debate. And we've seen this around the, the Brexit debate over identity, Windrush scandal, hostile environment, you know, the kind of ins and outs around Black Lives Matter. Uh, you know, the fact that uh, three quarters of young people in the London's criminal justice system are black. You know, they, 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 we, we shouldn't kid ourselves that this is just a fringe. There is something deeper. And I'm not saying that, that, that you know, that there is a, uh, you know, a broken soul at the heart of the nation and that made people really run away with it. There is just a, there is just a, an unpalatable reality in our national identity that we have to face up to. Marvin Reese, our elected mayor, talking this morning on the One Love Breakfast about this abuse of Bakaya Saka and Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rashford. Uh, other England players have had that in the past as well. Paul, you're a, you're, you're a football journalist, you're a commentator, and um, you know we have to be careful with our words and the way that we describe players. Uh, I remember growing up and seeing commentators, uh, even John Motson and others, you know, the way they would refer to black players. Yeah, he's a big, strong boy, this one. You know, he runs well. And, and, and it was almost like nobody was even educated about to, uh, how to talk about another human being who's different. 
How have things changed for you, do you think, in terms of commentary and covering sport and being diverse, Paul? I think things are changing, but but, but slowly and sh- and we'll get we're not really getting there in terms of the, the bigger picture. Um, but I, I think I mean you you, you okay you got to look at the the participation in the sport in terms of black players playing at professional level. That is a hell of a lot bigger than it was when I first started watching football in the seventies, the late seventies, early eighties. I mean, for the age of about eight, I hardly ever saw a black player. I think one of the first black players I saw. Um, certainly not well not for Bristol Rovers watching Bristol Rovers at Eastville this was probably somebody like uh, Vince Hilaire at Crystal Palace yep. but he would still get abuse from the crowd and I didn't it didn't really hurt me or offend me because I was perhaps too young to want, wonder what it was all about and you know I was kind of confused in many ways over why such a good player that was playing so skillfully on the pitch would received you know hatred and barracking really I mean that's bad enough as it is because the guy's just trying to concentrate on what he's doing you know Sure. Okay. So yeah, and and your reaction when when these penalties were being taken, uh, what was your reaction? Well, I was, first of all, my dad said to me, he sort of turned to me and he said during the game, he said, if this goes to penalties, we could lose because of the the youth of our team could let us down in a way. The fact that younger players may well get phased by the pressure and may not be able to cope with the pressure, and it might affect them so badly that they'll miss the penalties. And I kind of, in a way, that's what happened in, in some ways. But to, to, I mean, football supporters are very fickle, as we know. And to, to, to basically, you know, call players out because of their race is just inexcusable. Inexcusable. You just cannot do that. Okay, if if, if Harry Maguire had missed his penalty, if Harry Kane had missed his penalty, how would we have treated those guys? You know, would we? Okay, we would have. We would have said, oh, you know, we I could take a penalty better than Harry Kane or Harry Maguire. But but could you put yourself in that position? You know. So that's okay. why. It's a cruel way to end a game anyway. I wish sometimes, Pat, we would find a better way to end a game of football. Because it's it's not right, really. Okay. I've been saying that for a long time. The final should never be a penalty shootout. All right. Well, well that aside, hopefully we've got Paul on the line. Good morning. Well, good evening, even. There. Sorry, there's me think, thinking I'm still on the breakfast show. Paul, <laughs> um, thank you for calling in. First of all, um, who, who did you want to win? I mean, for all I know, you could be an Italian. Um, who, who did you want to win on Sunday? <laughs> No, I am an England fan, so I was gutted like everyone that we didn't quite get there. Um, and, and, and what are your thoughts? Uh, on, you, you're, you're somebody that, that, that's posted on social media, uh, I'm aware of. What, what were your thoughts? Um, not really after the game. We're, we're all gutted. The people that wanted that supported England were absolutely gutted. What were your thoughts when, when you heard about the racial abuse? Yeah, it, uh, to be honest, it wasn't um, the situation for me wasn't just about uh, what abuse was was targeted towards the players before I was even aware that that was happening. Some some of my friends um, switched from posting on social media about the game, and as soon as the penalty shootout finished, their, their the content of their posts on social media became that they were now worried about being out in bars, and some, some of my friends were messaging other black friends to say, get yourself home, and and, and all of a sudden, I, I just didn't understand, or, or not be, or, as a white guy, I couldn't comprehend that based on what had happened on the football pitch, that some of my black friends felt an immediate fear that because the black boys had missed the penalties, that now they may be subject to some violent or targeting by football fans in the, in the venues that they were all over the city. So it just really 
struck me that I, as a white guy, I, I never realised that that's what some of my friends felt based on what happened on a football pitch. Sure. Um, okay. and, it, and it did make me post on social media that I was kind of shocked and disgusted that my friends um, actually felt that there was a, an immediate danger to them being in a bar watching football because they had the same colour skin as the lads that missed the penalties on the pitch. Hi, who am I speaking to? Ash Stevenson. Hey, hello Ash, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Um, Ash, we're talking specifically really about the racial abuse towards some of our England players following the penalty shootout on Sunday night. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts... Um, I've discussed the bias because is that is that how we see our players after we we after perform to the best of their ability, whether or not they won or whether or not they lost on penalties. I'm 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 embarrassed and ashamed for for our fans to turn on to our players and treat them like that. Hmm. And if you were able, um, to, for, for someone who is white, Ash, if you were able to be able to speak to people, the three that were abused, what would, yeah. you, what would you say to them on behalf of England supporters like yourself? What would you I, say to them? Yeah, I, I, would, I would just say I'm, I'm so sorry. Disgusting behaviour, and that's not, what, that's not what everyone thinks. That's just a, that's just a few people that everyone's behind you you know regardless whether you win or lose it's the best achievement for English football in 55 years and you should be proud of your performance mm. what do you what do you think the the solution is because at the end of the day social media is just uh, a way that people express themselves so it's not social media that is racist uh, it's no. the people that use it and and you know and I know that social media can be such a force for good as well. Uh, it can help raise, in, r- raise in, money in, for causes and also help um, uh, freedom fighters around the world get the rights that they deserve. So, so, so do, do you see a solution? And, and I, I, I agree that social media isn't, isn't, isn't racist. And um, I, I think it needs to come from a combined effort from the government social media platforms and the FA. Um, I, I, I don't know what the answer is, but I, what I do know is that someone needs to, to take a stand and seriously stamp it out. Hmm. OK, Ash, uh, I know you've got to go out probably to a party where there's rum. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so thanks for calling. Stay on the line for just a second, Ammo. Yeah, it's just following up on what Ash was saying about social media. See, I I feel the social media multi-billion pound organisations need to be to act on this because I hear too many excuses that you can't do this, they can't do that. Yes, social media can be used in a positive way and I've used it quite a lot recently in that way. And But when there's stuff like this, people have to be accountable. First of all, the people that are doing this, social media social media racism they need to be held accountable but so does the government and so does these multi-billion companies that have the 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 ability to wean out these people and say right this is where they are these are who they are i'm happy if they get exposed because 
at the end of the day, that's what they're doing on social media. Well, we'll talk about that shortly because it's something that you 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 have been doing. Um, couple of messages in. There's one from Anne Louise. This is this is um, is it racial abuse doesn't need uh, discussion. Everyone knows exactly why it is wrong. So let's just find and punish the perpetrators and stop repeating promoting and publicizing this serious crime underlined less eloquent or nervous people not in a position to be heard must be terrified sadly familiarity with evil can lead to acceptance keep it shocking it's not sport or politics and needs to be kept a jaw-dropping obscenity uh, that's that's roma on her thoughts on the current situation and and i had similar thoughts i must admit i did have I had similar thoughts about um, this as well. What do you think about the oxygen of publicity, Ammo? Is it good or bad? Possi- <laughs> That's a good question. Um, publicity of advertising the people that are out there doing it. I think it's a it's one of those cats twenty twos. You you have to you have to publicise it to to fight it. If you mm. just sit there and ignore it, it yeah. doesn't go away. Okay. Who have we got on the line? Hello. Hello. This is Stan. Hello, mate. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. Uh, you're, you're live on BCFM radio, so mind your P's and Q's, please. Um, <laughs> let us know, first of all, your reaction to this vile abuse. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll call it vile because I've seen some of the posts. Unbelievable. As an England fan, which I'm assuming you are, what's your reaction to it, first of all? As vile and shocking as it is, it's unfortunately come as no surprise. Um, I think we've been subject to this for far too long now the expectation that this will happen inevitably is is far too common we have seen this happen if we'd have won if we'd have won the tournament the guys would have scored their penalties everybody would have up in arms and it would have been amazing it would have been brilliant but it would have only stemmed off the, it would only have put off the inevitable because something would have gone wrong at some point hmm. um, it's a sad indictment of our society um, it is shocking, but as someone off colour myself, it's not it's not come as a surprise at all. If you're out and about, and 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 we've kind of spoken to people over the last week on on the breakfast show, um, people of colour, uh, people white white people who have maybe dual heritage children, some have said, listen, they'll go wherever they want and they don't care, but others have said. Yeah including me, I've had to say to our 21-year-old, and I've, you know, uh, I, I know plenty of other people that have said, be careful when you go out tonight. Be careful when you go out today. And this is after seeing the social media and, and, and the person who gave the last thing. There are some people that don't have the confidence to express, and they're very nervous right now, people of colour, that are really, really worried. What, what do we do about that? I think we can just try and reassure, the, reassure those people that, I mean, it's, it's getting more and more difficult to say that it is in the minority now because the, the rate of occurrence of these incidents is going through the roof. And when you're not getting the support from a government level to just point-blank condemn what yeah. has been happening, it has to be, like today, I was watching the news today and uh, the leader of this country and some of his cohorts are saying that they, it was clear from the offset that they were, no one should be booing the take. And it wasn't clear from the offset because that is the whole point of the, of the argument. It was mm. it was stoked by another individual within the government who um, said that, that those people have a right to boo people who take the knee, um, which 
when you're looking at that, and I can understand people's um, apprehension in, in going out um, um, equally, myself personally, it wouldn't stop me doing whatever I want to do. Yeah. Um, but that's me. And I, I, I completely and utterly understand why people would, especially now, yeah. especially after, because it, it is continuing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the issue. It's continuing to happen. And people are seeing no change to it at all, even after such a, what should have been a joyous event for the, for the country, win or lose, because, the, the team have been absolutely outstanding the whole way through this. It's progression for the football team. Yeah. Even after that, the first incident, even when we look at the, the comedian that thought it was good to go online, or it was safe to go online and say what he said, and even when he when he was challenged by it, still came back with more racist comments. Yeah. It happens all the time, and it will continue to, ha- continue to happen. Um, so yes, I can completely understand, but it's, it's the power and the enablement that these individuals have which makes it even more frustrating. Do you, do you think the racism comes from top down or from down up? Uh, there, there was a, someone that really made the point yesterday on a news report and he said, listen, this comes from the top. It comes from top down. It's not bottom up. Uh, there might be racist people at the bottom, but, but those racist ideas and notions and the fuel, if you like, come from people p- potentially. Exactly like what I said on the show last, uh, yeah, last night. Unfortunately, people like Preeti Patel, people like Boris Johnson, who yeah. actually refused to condemn the booing when yeah. uh, a month ago, and, and, and I, I absolutely with Tyrone Mings on this, and he's a local lad, yeah. isn't he? He played for Yates yeah. at Cheltenham and uh, born in Bath, who's actually called her out. Maybe not great for his career, people might say, but you know, people like Rashford and others have got involved in politics. Why not Tyrone Mings? Right. All right. It, it needs to happen anyway. They need to step up, and and people. Not everyone's going to step up, but if you've got the the, the opportunity to do it, do it. Yeah. Because yeah. Rashford done it, and and people listen. Yeah. The the, the people that, that like myself, like you, we listen, and we're fully behind it. So yeah. I want I want Tyromings to keep, keep commenting doing. and keep yeah. saying stuff. Cool. Ash, I hate cutting you off, but I know you've got to go, mate. Uh, any final words before you go? No, no just, just, to point, just, just to say... No, um, not you, Stan. Sorry, Ash on there. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right, mate. There's two of you on there. You're worse than ammo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ash, go, go for it. Um, I, I just want to get in your boys to keep, uh, keep their heads up. And we we got to look to the World Cup and perform as we... As we know we can and hopefully come up with a win. Sure. All right, mate. Listen, you have a nice time wherever you're going. Don't drink too much rum, all right? Cheers, it's bad Ash. for you. Take I'm care. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Uh, Ash Jenkins, one of the uh, one of the regular contributors uh, on the Midweek Sports Bar and also on BCFM Radio as well. What I was saying is, is that. Do you think it comes from the top up? And, and I think you were agreeing and saying that it does. And you know, some of us, some of our senior politicians don't help, do they? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think there is a, a balance, not a balance, but a mix. I think, as we've all, um, probably many people have said before, edu- uh, racism isn't. You, no one's born racist. Yeah. It is an education process, whether that comes from the home or the environment an individual comes from. Yeah. Um, but what isn't helpful in that scenario is where it does come down from the top. You have individuals like Priti Patel and Boris Johnson, and um, even with Jacob Rees-Mogg, those sort of people who. You can almost understand because they come from an environment or a background whereby not, not so much Pretty Patel actually, but um, but um, the, the, the two I mentioned and maybe others as well, where yeah. they're not affected by anything. They're not affected by personally by what has been happening and what has been aimed at other individuals. So their lack of understanding of that, and also then the public enablement 
yeah. for those people. Um, we've seen, I mean, on, on a much wider, bigger scale um, in the United States during the, the Trump uh, uh, campaign to be re-elected and what he, what the, the, the fires that he stoked um, it's not too different. It's, I mean, it's a bit more passive-aggressive in this country, I think. Um, and like the systemic racism is more, it's more, it's, it's more ingrained, and it shows itself in things like the refusing to condemn people for what they think because they're afraid. It's almost like they're afraid to say anything for the fear of upsetting a certain group of people. And if sure. they, they say that these people shouldn't be saying, um, shouldn't be condemning the people who are booing because it's their right to do so, they might lose votes. Exactly, and, and it's just like, but you're, what you're doing is just like, with the, again, with the Black Lives Matter moniker, Black Lives Matter has, this is the argument that people have been using to support their claims to saying that all lives matter. Mm. It's Black Lives Matter is a statement. It yeah. just means Black Lives Matter as well as. Yeah. It doesn't mean only. And then this is, so, but then when that is then used and politicised by people in government to say, well, yeah, that's not right. And then if they are booing the knee, that is support of Black Lives Matter, which everyone thinks is a political movement in the States, might well have been, sure. might well still be. But yeah. it's, that's not what the message is. The message is you're actively... There was a brilliant... When I was, I've come off social, all social media. Right. But there was a great, a great, a great, um, a great picture, which was um, a lady holding up a banner saying, why are we arguing against ending racism? Hmm. And it sums it up totally because it's, that is exactly what you're doing. You're booing yeah. the people taking a knee. You are misunderstanding. What I what I what you can accept is that if you are if you do misunderstand it and you do it, but then you're educated as to the, as to the reasons why. But then you continue to do it, then you've made your bet. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, are you hopeful for the future when it comes no, to, not, to, to, to to racism and our children growing up? Um, hopeful is probably. A stretch, to be honest. I don't really. What, what is what is heartwarming is the response that the guys like Rashford and Saka and Sancho have had. Yeah. When you see when you see the public support, especially at the mural for for Rashford, that yeah. is that is heartwarming. That is that is some sign of. Yeah. Do you know what? That if you see the majority of the faces there, they're white. Yeah. And it is that that is a that gives you some level of hope. Mm. But unfortunately, when if if if, if Anything could have proven to the nation. When you look at there again, referring to a, a, a picture I saw, whereby I've had the starting eleven of the England team, and only three of those people are what you would call Indigenous English people. Yeah, their their background. The rest of them would be classed as immigration. Even Harry Kane, yeah, uh, Harry Maguire, even to that level. Yeah. So without without immigration alone, let alone the colour of people's skin and. This the, the English football team, the athletics team, the rugby team, they would be much, much, much more underpowered than they currently are. Mm. And the strength, the, the strength of those teams is defined by that. So if, that, if there was any sort of vehicle for hope and change, it should be our national sports teams, which when we're doing well, they, they, they bond the nation. The, the nation is never so united when it comes to playing the football, which is true yeah. until something goes wrong. And you know what? The argument could be said that these trolls, these faceless people, the keyboard warriors, the vile people that, that you know, mm. have, have got a serious lack of uh, their own self-love and self-confidence because of what they've been doing over the last month. Maybe they should take the blame. Maybe England supporters, the whole nation should turn on them yeah. and say, do you know what? Yeah. If you didn't make Saka and Rashford and Sancho and others feel so nervous because of the racism they've experienced, maybe they might have scored the pen. You know, maybe they real, realise how much was resting on their shoulders. Really good point. Really good point. It's, and it's, it's the fear of if, if I don't score, what will happen? Yeah. 
that could be a, an element to it as well. I mean, the Saka's 19 years old. Yeah. 19 years old. And whether or not you should have, you think he should have taken that penalty, whether or not he, he, he put his neck on the line and he said, I'll take that. That's At 19 right. years old, yeah. he should be applauded. Yeah. I mean, there will always be the argument that we're celebrating failure. We're not celebrating no. failure. You're no, celebrating no. someone's bravery. No, we're not. And, 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 it's, it's, you know, let's be clear. You know, 120 minutes, um, it, it was 1-1. Italy actually yeah. uh, couldn't score against England. And to be fair, lucky, no. d- lucky that Saka had a neck after that dirty pullback. Uh, I've oh, got, yeah. I've, I've got to say, but let's... Let's Yeah, let's... Let, yeah. let's not go into that so listen um it, it, it's bristol 9113307 if you want to give us a call thank you so much for getting in touch um you looking forward to the world cup yeah i am i am um me again, too everything aside this has been a massive improvement in the team the, the progression is there and i don't think we could I, I don't know if getting to the final one we will we should do very very well in that we got we're the best squad at the euros and yeah. i think we will have the best squad at the world cup you're a star. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us, Dan. Uh, take it easy. Thank Have a good night. Thank you for having me. Uh, enjoy Cheers. the rest of the sunshine. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take- uh, Cheers. Bye. It is BCFM Radio. It's uh, a Euro 2020 phone-in discussion on racism, racism in football. <sighs> We've spoken about this so often. Um, good evening. You're live on BCFM Radio. Who's, who's calling? Good evening, Pat. How are you? Who's that? Jason? Nope. Gary. Gary. <laughs> well done, Gary. Hello, Gary. Sorry about that. Just, the Garys. Just, just trying to, just trying to um, recognise voices. Gary, thank you for calling. Gary, your thoughts. What do we do? What next uh, after this uh, abhorrent abuse of uh, our young lions? Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, many don't want to play for England anymore. That's, that's how uh, bad it was that night. And uh, it was embarrassing. It was shameful. And uh, this is 2021. Yeah. You know, it's 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we you know, and, and endorsed by, you know, what I seem uh, certain members of the government. And that didn't help as well, you know, stoking the fire. And um, it, it's unbelievable, Pat. It, it's embarrassing. That, and I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Hence why, why I've never supported them in football. Because, um, you know, I felt the tension many years ago, well, 25 years ago, uh, watching uh, the game in the pub. And, um, yeah. So, Ga- <laughs> Gary, a lot of i got a question. Yeah. So, do you feel over the tournament you could see that the game, the players were bringing the nation together? So, what actually happened come the end destroyed a fantastic feeling that was going on throughout the country. Did you feel that was happening? Yeah, I, I think, I think um, many showed their true colours, hmm. to be quite honest. You know, they, they showed their true colours. Um, you know what I mean? There wasn't um, these uh, N helped us to, to be in a final, but you know what I mean? They they cost us a euro. So uh, yeah. that, that summed it up on its own. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, oh, there, there, there's a whole host of questions I want to answer you. What, what, what I want to say, do you remember the days when people like Emil Heskey uh, used to play for England? I remember watching it in a pub, um, w- w- watching an England game in a pub. And Mike, do you know, statistically, Michael Owen always scored or nearly always scored when Emil Heskey was playing. Mike, but it was always Michael Owen um, scoring, not Heskey. And every time, you know, you, people couldn't tell you why they didn't like Emil Heskey. Why they would always boo him? Why they would they, yep. they wouldn't mention his race, Gary? But 
all in the same way as they have about Raheem Sterling pre World Cup uh, pre pre Euros now. Uh, I wouldn't have him in my team. You know, he's not on form. He single handedly when 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 our boy Harry was was off form, he single handedly carried England it, yeah. through. Right, exactly. But people found it difficult. Um, one of the things I'm going to ask you: what What do you think? What's the solution? I get your thing about you don't support them, right? I've got a brother who, who, who's been like that. It, it was anything, Brazil, whatever, simply because if you are like us, right, if you are yep. one, one of the global majorities, well, you're not English. Re- well, you, re- you are if you win something. If you win a medal, exactly. mate, or, or you save a little, little child, right, um, uh, from a burning building, you can be one of us. But I'll tell you what, misbehave. And will disown you. And funnily enough, this government want to deport us, don't they? Even though um, Afas might might have been born here. So, do you think there's something in the psyche of English people, and I, and, and and I don't want to be insulting, that's kind of hidden in there that says, do you know what? You're one of us only if you're good and you do some up. Well, saying that, I have a very dear friend who said um, to me um, that it's in the DNA. <laughs> Hmm. It can't be helped. Well, Mar- and, uh, Marvin and Reece, I'm Marvin, thinking about that now. You know, Marvin Reese said something similar that, that, that we played uh, an interview from him earlier when he was on the breakfast show. He said something. He said something similar, and he said, "Listen, is there something that actually?" that people don't even realise that there's this thing that's been brainwashed into people saying, listen, if you're white British or white English, and sometimes someone said to me today, what does ish mean? You know, because if you say, oh, um, how, how is your food? Uh, or it's a bit hot-ish. Or you use ish almost as a kind of, hmm. And so someone said, is it to do with, if you're English, really, come on, you've got to be white. Um, it's as simple as that. But yet, England players... Black or white or dual heritage, they punch that badge and they say we're proud to be English. Are they are they wrong, Gary, by saying they're proud to be English? I, I think you know personally, it's it's up to them as an individual. But they they obviously feeling proud of representing their well, what they think is their country. Yeah, yeah. But is um, it? Um, <laughs> stop, stop. Just one sec, uh, Gary. Uh, I think who's on the line? Hello. Uh, you're live. Uh, hello. Hi. Uh, is that Jace? <laughs> yes, it is Jace. Sorry. <laughs> hi, hi, Jace. Um, we got Gary on the line. We got Ammo, and we got myself, Pat, in the studio. Welcome and thank you for for calling in, Jace. You are of dual heritage. Is is that correct? Yes. So talk to me about identity just for a minute before you tell us what um, what what your views are in in terms of what happened. Is in my my definition of identity well, or my identity? Well, uh, uh, are you English? Um, um, you know, how do you how, how do you feel? Do you so, say I'm proud to be English? All that kind of stuff, or are you black when it's convenient when you've done something wrong and the police stop you? I don't know. You tell me. So so for me, one of the things that I've always kind of held on to is that my my mum is black British and my dad is white British. But on any single nationality ethnicity form I fill in, there is no white black white black British mix. I have to pick white black Caribbean, white black um, African, or other. Like there is no white black British mix, which I always find a bit weird. If right. you can have black British and white British, yeah. Um, as I've got older, I've, I've become much more aware, and you know, people listen to me talk before. I've said how growing up, I didn't really. My race wasn't really a thing that came up for me growing up. I grew up in quite a multicultural area, and everybody kind of respects each other, and I've not had to deal with those issues. Yeah. But I've realized more as I get older that I'm mixed race. I can say I'm black, and people won't argue. 
but if I say I'm white, people will argue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's um, the thing, isn't it? That, that, that's the thing. You can never be white, Jace. Sorry, um, breaking news. But, but you can't, yeah, can you? And I think that's, that's, that's part of the, the tricky part as well, because, you know, I, you know, I always say, I always make jokes about being British. I, I cue politely. I say sorry if I bump into things, <laughs> even if they're inanimate objects. Like, there's so many things that I do that are stereotypically and funny and coincidentally British. Yeah. But then, yeah, you get these moments where, you know, I can say I'm English and I, I don't, have never lived anywhere else. I'm a Bristol boy born and bred. Hmm. But there's an element now, of, in recent years, where I've noticed more and more that actually I've had friends that have been abused. I've had friends, I've known people that have had comments thrown at them. I've had young people that I work with yeah. who've had randoms on the street shout names at them yeah. just because of the colour of their skin, despite them being born here and know nothing else but England. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and, and Gary and, and, and many others will tell you, we've, we've not just had names thrown at us, we've had bricks and rocks and, and bottles mm. thrown at us. Um, stay with us for a second, Jace. Gary, what I was going to ask you, what would you say if you were in a position, I mean, you and I, um, well, and Emma, we're, we're of ages, and Jace is to an extent, but not grown up, we're of ages to have, uh, you know, that... <laughs> Bukaya Saka could be our son, right? Um, Your what, grandson, maybe. What What would we say? What What would you say to him? How 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 do you equip him to deal with that, Gary? Oh, it's it's a hard one there, Pat. I have to say, um, I think the damage has been done already to him. And uh, personally, I I think they shouldn't even wear the shirt again. To be quite honest, that's how, that's how strong I feel about it. I sense. I sense you're proper angry, and I sense. <sighs> I, you know, you've sent me um, some some posts that you found on social media. I can't even show them to my wife. I wouldn't even show them to the children, obviously. Not even the older ones, right? Yeah. I, I see that. It doesn't scare me, but what it does, it disgusts me. Um, and then it makes me angry. A little bit like when I was a teenager watching Roots. Um, yep. And I remember growing up with all my friends, you know, the boys, the African boys, the Caribbean boys, uh, hanging around Bemi, then going up to Locarno Studio and whatever, and looking. We, we used to look for skinheads with red laces because everyone said, if you've got red laces and you're a skinhead, you're in the NF, right? And yep. I, f I feel like those days are coming back, Gary. And actually, we have to be careful for our vulnerable, our elders and our children and people of colour. Um, or are they just trying to terrorise us? These are terrorists, ultimately. Let's call them what they are. They're terrorists because they're invisible and they're trying to scare us. What do we do about it, Gar? What do we do about it? We, we, we have to fight it. Not physically, but we have to fight it. Expose. Yeah, and we have to expose them. Yes, I mean, without a doubt. Yeah. Right? And, and I think the social media companies need to name, shame, expose. Hmm. Right, don't care who they work for, right? Stick their picture up, shame them, yeah. right? Yeah, let them lose their jobs, right? But, but they need to be shown, you know. Uh, as Pat was saying, I sent you a video, Pat, and look at the ages of those guys who were who were kicking the Italian fans when, uh, hmm. at, at Wembley. You know, those were big grown men, hmm. right? Probably in some good jobs as well. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right, not just naming them, because that will give them notoriety, and they'll love that, um, but yeah. actually make them lose their jobs, sack them, prosecute them, um, do whatever needs to be, be done within the force of the law. And maybe, maybe 
Um, you know, Boris Johnson saying, that, you know, the social media companies need to step up. No, you need to step up. You're no, cabinet, you need to step you know, up. E- even Bristol boy, uh, Sajid Javid, you know, uh, whether you're Labour, Conservative, whatever, um, he has come out um, and, and, and highly critical uh, of the racism and also in defence of those that wish to take the knee. Um, you know, his, his, his colleague, uh, Preeti Patel, and the fact that she is of colour... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I refuse, right? I refuse. You can get people of colour who are as ignorant. If they're in a, it's not just about race. It's about power as well. And Preeti Patel is in a massive position of power. And as far as I'm concerned, she don't like herself. She doesn't like her skin. If she could, she'd probably wash it out. I'm sorry, and and no, that no. Might sound horrible, but she disgust, her views disgust me. That's all I'm saying. Unbelievable. She's unbelievable. You know. Okay. Jace, you're hearing that. You're hearing that Gary is angry. Gary thinks that a lot of these players shouldn't put the England shirt on um, uh, and, and they shouldn't play again for England. What, what are your views on that? What do you think about that? It's so tricky because... <clears throat> excuse me. It's really tricky because those those guys have spent, like, from their childhood days dreaming of wearing that kit. That's been the dream to represent country, to represent in the highest of that field. Yeah, so to spend yeah. all those years to get to that point, I think that for, for some of them... To be the best in England, to be selected for that team, is possibly the height of their careers. Mm. So to have worked all of those years to then be like, oh, I can't wear this shirt again, I wonder if some of them is that existential of like, well, what what has this all been for? Yeah. I see. What, I... Why, why is it I've got to that point? Well, just but a... I, I, I do agree, though, that, you know, there will be some of them that go, why the hell do I do this? Yeah. Why, why am I? Why have I got to this point? Why represent this country? Why have we got to a final, busted our backs, made so many sacrifices? Yeah. To look, look at our social media, and we've got all of this beratement and racism, and yeah. you know, and then on top of all the other bits that come with it too. Mm. Um, before I bring Ammo in, I, I, I just want to mention: look at the big grin on Bobby Reed's face, right, playing for Jamaica, right? And you do wonder, don't you, when when, when you think of uh, an alternative for a lot of young players coming up, younger than uh, than, than Saka and Rash and and Sancho, right? Um, they've got choices of who and where they can play uh, and if they'd be appreciated. So, so that's an option. It's a sad option, to be fair. Ammo? Yeah, so both both points from Jason and, and Gary are, are really valid valid points. But going back to the growing up as a young young black kid in the school, a lot of their dreams are to play in the biggest window they can play in. And if that's in an England shirt, fair. And we got to look at the aspect of the, this minority, whether it's growing or not, the minority of racists stopping them from fulfilling a dream. So yeah. I get both sides. It's like, do they, they probably still want to wear the shirt and they want to ignore these idiots, which you can't ignore when you get in this kind of abuse that is going on since the, world, uh, since the, the last game. But I see the point that maybe I ain't going to wear this shirt anymore. No, I ain't going to represent the country that I'm getting all this abuse from. So both sides of that side is, is both valid areas. What do you think, Gary? Well, I'm saying, uh, when listening to you, right, the minority is big. Right, it clearly shows that. The minority is big at this moment. It is, yeah. And, right, seriously. And, um, I clearly see what you're saying, and I think a lot of uh, young players may look to look uh, to play for their native country rather than uh, represent the country that they actually, you know, born in or they're bred in. You know, some will be referring back to Jamaica, Nigeria, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. And it's, it's that the thing is, uh, as a, a player like Sacco, for example, he wants to play at the best level he can. And as a kid, when, when he's probably not thinking of what racism's about and all that kind of stuff, he's just thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to grow up and play for England and be the best player England's produced. Mm-hmm. So you've got that side of their, their mental views going on. And then this happens, which completely destroys all that. And I just don't want these ignorant, uh, what, what would you call them? Ignorant, I'm trying to keep PC here. That's what you should help yeah. me. Bigger. You should really Bigger. help No, just say what you want. Just yeah, say, well, I'm trying just to keep it PC because you know I'll get Bigger. in trouble. Bigger. Yeah, but the thing is, they're bigots, aren't they? They're bigots. They're people that don't like themselves, you know. Well, bigots and, ain't the word I'm looking for. And, I, I'm trying and, to... And, and they have a serious lack of they have a serious lack of self confidence. You know, some of these guys that maybe you've done it. Maybe you know, so, may, maybe it was a black guy that went out with their ex. You know, and no, I'm I'm deadly serious, right? And and they're pig jealous about it. May, maybe they have envy. They have envy of black people, which which which, which stems hate. You know, there, there's all kind mm-hmm. of re- reasons. And, but that's the point I was trying to get to. The, the point, I'm trying to kept, keep my lid on this this show today. But basically, I, I exposed somebody on the internet yep. that, that turned out to be um, one of these guys that was putting out this hate. The responses I got back from him, because I did contact him, I yep. did reach out to him. The excuses I heard coming back was, it was laughable. It was laughable. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Da, 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 da. I've got black in my family. Da, da, oh, da, da, da. oh, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, yeah, kind of yeah I, I know. I know he's a black guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know him? Yeah, but that's what you get, and that's exactly what you get. But it's going back to this expose. If you know anybody, mm-hmm. please expose them. Please get them. If you see that they're a part of a company, please tell the company. Okay. Follow it through. Now I've got Paul Davis still on the line. I've got um, I've got Gary. I've got uh, Jace with us as well. I, I, I just want to um, just had a call in from Avril. Uh, she says it's all well and good saying name them and shame them and prosecute them. Who's going to prosecute them? She's saying the police who are corrupt in terms of um, prosecuting black people, sending black people to prison and putting them in court. They're ten times more likely, yeah. whatever, to be stopped and searched. She don't trust that situation. So it's all well and good saying prosecute them. So that's hers. Uh, and Louise is saying... Good point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Since when does colour affect ability? Why is ability uh, identified by co- by colour by some? Football is a sport that unites poor or rich. Uh, it's often uh, the game kids can afford. Do the Olympic athletes get hammered? It's so upsetting. Football is a team sport. Southgate has nurtured the team. They win or lose as a team. They did their best. Celebrate that. Those who call themselves fans ain't fans. Just plain racist. Ban them all from future games. And louise Um... Jace, when it comes to banning um, um, pe- people, I mean, sometimes when you send people underground and you ban people or you push them off social media, um, they end up getting even worse. I- is there a case? You're in education, Jace. Uh, and, and, and Gary, you, you uh, have, have been involved in education um, for, for, for much of your life. So is there, a, is there an argument to actually try and rehabilitate people and and show them the positivity of diversity uh, and help them to change their views? Or do we just ban them and chuck them away and throw away the key? Um, Jace, the, you, you go first, Jace. The, yeah, the, the banning argument, I feel, like you say, we're banning this. It's not as simple. How do you enforce it? How do you keep it going? How do you ensure that that person is banned forever? When you look at things like we spoke about social media for a little bit earlier, and, you know, there's certain words that I can write on. There's loads of expletives I can write on social media, 
but set words will bring up more information on the pandemic or oh i can say any slanderous thing i want but the second if i was to say set words it would be like you cannot put these words up yeah. but then there's these people that will just create a new account it's really easy to create an, a, a hotmail and a live both.com.co.uk's gmail you can just keep coming with different email addresses yeah. create different accounts different personas so yeah. but the banning wise is it's, yeah it, i feel it's pointless um, but then people will then argue that if they then start monitoring all our stuff and taking down certain words, that people are losing freedom of speech, which, you know, is hate speech, so it shouldn't be allowed. But yeah. th- this is the issue that we then get into. Um, rehabilitation, I feel, is is the best way. But how again, how do you do it? Okay. Um, I think about uh, an old film, uh, American History X, about this guy who's like a proper full-on yeah, racist. Yeah. And then, you know, he ends up spending time with a black guy whilst he's in prison. And that's what kind of changes his views is living amongst the people and getting to know them and realising where he's right. wrong. But that is a film, Jace. Uh, I just want to I say... I know it is a film, okay. but, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I'm, 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 I, I say that for a reason. And I'll tell you why in a second. Just for those people trying to get through, all right, uh, we've got Gary and we've got Jace on the line. I, I, I don't want to lose them right now because the conversation is interesting. Ammo, can you get that call, though, please? Uh, the phone's ringing there. The conversation's interesting. But um, send us a WhatsApp, 075. 075- 501 uh, if you want uh, to make your point. Gary, rehabilitation, educating people. What's the scenario? Okay, we, we can educate if they're young enough, I believe. But uh, if you're 50 plus or in your 40s, um, it's going to be harder. But uh, it's all about changing the mindset. Hmm. And if you're up for being changed. Okay, Gary. Listen, thank you so much for calling. I'm going to lose you now, and we're going to get tre- no problem. I'm going to get Trevor on the okay. line. Listen, love to you. This conversation will continue. Take care, Gary. Thank okay, you very thank much you. indeed. Uh, it is BCFM Radio ninety three point two. I'm going to get another caller on the line. Hello, is that Trevor? Hey, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, good, good. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think, young man. Well, you know what I think. Well, you know I'm going to go heaven. No, go for right? it. Tell us. Tell us what... I mean, first of all, what what do you think of of, of what our young lions had to go through on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning? Well, it's inevitable. 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 There's an ine- inevitability about it, which, you know, nobody my age, your age, or anything, is surprised by it. So, you know, I sat there watching it, and I just thought, Marcus, make sure you hit this ball properly, mate, because yeah. you know what's coming. And, and all three. But that's a different argument which I can go into. So what, what I want to start with is this. Whenever this thing crops up, yeah. everybody in the country goes, it's the minority. Right. It's not the minority. If it's the minority, let me tell you something, Pat. It's a very, 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 very large minority right. in this country. Or it's a countrywide thing. Yeah. People, people trying to, you know, melt it down to football. It's the racism in the country, and it's a, it's a very listen. If, as I just, I'm going to repeat it again. If it's a minority, as people keep jumping to, that's what they jump to to get away with it. Yeah. It's a very, very large minority, mate. Right. <laughs> Nevertheless, hmm. if the majority isn't like that, why aren't the why aren't the majority overpowering the minority? That's what hmm. usually happens. I don't know yeah. in any circumstance where the minority beats the. 
the majority. Well, some right? will say, being devil's advocate, some will say during the booing scenario in, in, in the more recent games when there's been bigger crowds in there. So say you've got 60,000 in there, well, you can get 500 booing when the England players take the knee uh, and 59,500 clapping and, and cheering. So, so, so on, in, in one way, some people well, do... No, because if, if, you want to, if you want to break it down to what's happening at the time in a football match, yeah. in a football ground, then you've got a great point. But this is not about just what happens in the football ground. Of course not. Right? Yeah. Okay, so that is why I, 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 my head is way away from that. Right? Too much experience is too much experience, right, to know and to know what's going on. Yeah. Get your act together. Britain, England, right? Mm. It's not the minority. Are you... Okay? Are, are, are you... Gary said, the previous caller, right, Gary said he does. He thinks that they should not bother playing for England. They should rip up that shirt and do, do, do something else. How do you feel about what the players' listen, reaction boys, should be? Listen, listen, listen. We've come here back in the day, as we know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. These boys were born here, right? They personally have an affinity with this country. Yeah. This is where they were born, yeah. right? We can't say... They mustn't play for England. This is what they're going to play for. Mm. They, if they feel that this is where they were born and that's the country they want to play for, then who are we to say don't play for them or anything like that? If they feel that they want to play for England then, sure. and they've got the talent to get through, then that's what they should do. Okay. I'm not even going to go down to on, on, onto that. Yeah, this, this other issue I've got, got to deal with, right? You had a kiddie there who was um, playing with mixed race and yeah. stuff and mixed race, blah, blah. Let me say this to all the mixed race kids out there. From where I'm coming from, my age group, from what we've been through, you, if you are a mixed race, right? And I don't know what your from your side is, perhaps it being the Asian side and stuff. But yeah. If you are a mixed child and you're the, the black, you got black in that, in that, in, in, in that equation, yeah. you are black. Yeah. Always been like that. Yeah. Right? It's, it's almost written in, in English law. That is why they can't, <laughs> that is why they can't, they can't accept, they can't accept, I would say to the kids themselves, the people, the, the mixed race people, you are black. Yeah. Right? And I hear them complaining that nowadays black people are saying to them, you ain't black enough, and white people are saying to them, you're not white, you're not white enough. Yeah. You yeah. are black. There's never been an issue with me, and there shouldn't be. If you're a mixed race, you are, you are never going to be classed as white, mate. Mm. Right? Yes. I don't care what you think yeah. or, what, or what shade you are. Look at Calvin Phillips. If you, if you don't know Calvin, right? My boy, my Leeds, my Leeds legend. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I knew Leeds United were coming there sometime. You were saying it on the phone as well. <laughs> and look, at, look at Calvin's shade. Yeah. It's so light. Yeah. Most people, if you don't look too carefully, you won't know that he's, he's, he's mixed race. No. He's black. Yeah. He's part of Jamaica and he's a black man. No, no absolutely. Right? Jace, very quickly, um, you, you, you've done this point already. Um, you know, you'll always be black, even though um, you describe yourself as mixed race. And, 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 and Marvin Reese said the same thing. You know, he says the white side of his family goes back in history here, but no one ever accepts that. As far as everyone's concerned, he's black. Jace, would you ever... Um, do, do, um, advocate what Gary said and say to the guys don't bother playing for England would you say see it through that's your dream that's what you've always wanted to do go through it and almost um, take take the, 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 the stick which you're going to get 
um, unfortunately. I, I feel I feel like it's it's part of that. Like <clears throat> a Game of Thrones reference is break the wheel. Mm. I feel like if you want to go for it, you want to represent England and you want to stick it to those bigots and racists. Do you know what? Let's let's get the team all mixed. Let's have the team completely mixed. There's nobody that is one set. Let's have everybody mixed up. Let's win a trophy and then what are you lot saying? Like literally stand there and look down the camera at the world <laughs> and be it. like, Okay, four minutes ago you were sending me monkey emojis. What now? <laughs> right. Listen, we've we, we got to finish on that. Thank you so much, Trevor. Thank you so much, Jace, uh, Amo, Paul Davis. Um, this has been uh, the final Euro 2020 show. The Euro 2020 update. Why not indulge and unwind with some you time at the Spa and Aztec Hotel? Visit aztechhotelbristol.co.uk.